Hello, and welcome to the Revive Church Podcast with Pastor Todd Mazingo. I'm your host, Paul Gardner. Thank you for listening today. Pastor Todd teaches us today from Philippians 3, reminding us of Paul's comments about leaving things behind and reaching forward to what God has for us in Christ Jesus. In order to move forward in anything, you have to leave things behind. Your future is not going to be any different if you stay in your past. A baby cannot be birthed until the umbilical cord is cut and they leave the womb. The Israelites had to leave Egypt to become free, or they would have remained slaves. Even so, when they had actually left Egypt, they were not yet free. They carried with them the slave mindset. They were effectively runaway slaves. It was not until they saw the bodies of the Egyptians who were chasing them to bring them back into slavery that they were delivered from the mindset of slavery. They had to see the death of what kept them captive in order to become truly free. Sometimes we can go to a new place with an old attitude. The people of Israel were delivered from their captivity, but still desired the things of their enslavement. There is something comforting about enslavement. Why? Because I don't have to think for myself. Whatever we are enslaved by makes our decisions for us and determines our future. Do you look into your past to define your future? Let's listen in as Pastor Todd explains. I want you to hear this scripture, Isaiah 14, 27. For the Lord of hosts has planned, and who can frustrate it? And as for his stretched out hand, who could turn it back? I believe that God knows the plans that he have for you. And I could go back to some really typical scriptures about knowing God's plans for you. But I think for every one of us, God has something he's working you toward, something he's fashioning to, something he's getting ready for you, something he's going to release you into. And I think it's been very interesting tonight uh, as uh, I did not talk to Chemo and I did not talk to Travis, but Chemo started with what are the distractions and how do we get rid of the distractions? And then Travis says, what needs to be dethroned? Dethroned. Uh, and so now I want to talk about how to get rid of the bull. Now let me go to Exodus 32 and tell you what I mean by that. Exodus 32, I'm going to read you one through eight. Now, when the people saw that Moses was delayed in coming down from the mountain, the people assembled about Aaron and said to him, come, make us a God who will go before us. Because as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we don't know what's become of him. And Aaron said, tear off your gold rings, which you have in your ears and your wives and your sons and your daughters, and bring them to me. Then all of the people tore off the gold rings, which were in their ears, and brought them to Aaron. And he took this, and from the, he took this from their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool and made it into a molten calf. And he said, this is your God, O Israel, who bought you up from the land of Egypt. Now Aaron saw this, and he built an altar before it, and Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. So the next day they rose early, and they offered burnt offerings and burnt peace offerings, and the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. And then the Lord spoke to Moses. Moses. 
Go down at once for your people whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt. They've corrupted themselves. They've quickly turned aside from the land of Egypt and have corrupted themselves. They quickly turned aside from the way which I commanded them, and they have made for themselves a molten calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, this is your God, O Israel, who bought you up out of the land of Egypt. Do you know that in order to move forward in anything, you have to leave things behind? Your future is not going to be different if you stay in your past. A baby is not born until it is birthed and the umbilical cord is cut and the separation happens and it moves into its new life. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things passed away, behold, new things have come. We're talking about that moving on. We're talking about leaving the past. We're talking about going into the next thing. Paul talks about it when he says we have to go from milk to meat. 1 Corinthians 3, 1 and 2. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual men, but as men of flesh, as to infants in Christ. I gave you milk to drink, not solid food. You were not yet able to receive it. Indeed, even now, you are not yet able. You're still on milk. You're not ready for meat. You're not ready to move on to the next thing because you're still stuck in the last thing. And nothing will change if you stay where you are. Here's your Facebook post for tonight. If you stay where you are, you will always be where you are. <laughs> Deep, intense words. If you stay where you are, you will always be where you are. The Israelites had to leave Egypt to be free or they would remain slaves. But you know they did not become free when they left Egypt? They were not delivered from their past when they left because their mindset was still as slaves. They were, in effect, runaway slaves even though they had left Egypt. But they had to get delivered from their past in order to find a freedom in what was next. Exodus 14, 30 and 31 Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. We're talking about having gone through the sea. We're talking about looking back and seeing the Egyptian armies drowned and bodies washing up on the seashore. And then look at 31. When Israel saw the great power which the Lord had used against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and they believed in the Lord and his servant Moses. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read that, I think it's hard for me to believe that after you saw 10 plagues get lowered on Pharaoh and Egypt, and after you walked out of Egypt with all of its gold and silver and fine things, 
that you would be in a place where you still don't believe in the Lord, but once the enemy was destroyed, you decided it was time to believe in the Lord. Mm. So they're runaway slaves, actually, until the enemy is drowned in the sea, until the enemy is dead. What enslaved them, hear me out, had to die for them to be free. Because you can change locations, but still be in your past. And when you're no longer held by your past is when you're actually free to move forward. Because sometimes we can go to a new place with an old attitude. Hebrews left Egypt, but the Bible says they still wanted their past. It was in Numbers 11.5. This is what the Hebrews said. After being set free from Egypt, this is what they said. We remember the fish we used to eat free in Egypt, and the cucumbers, and the melons, and the leeks, and the onions, and the garlic. Watch. But now our appetite is gone. I'm in the desert, and my appetite is gone because I remember the past. See, they had their freedom, but they still desired the things of their enslavement. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When you've moved on, but you're still enslaved because you kind of still want what we had in the past. Why? Because there's something comforting about enslavement. There's something comforting. Why? Because I don't have to think for myself. I'm just trapped by what's got a hold of me, and it takes care of my thinking, and it takes care of my future. They weren't looking to their future. They were still wanting their past. And then Paul says something to us in Philippians 3. Philippians 3, 12 through 14. Now that I have already, not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on that I might lay a hold of that which also I was laid a hold of by Jesus Christ. Brethren, I don't regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. But one thing I do I forget what lies behind, and I'm reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on to the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. Now, I don't want you to miss this. Paul says the prize is up ahead. It isn't in his past. Listen, he's already been in his past. He knows the prize wasn't there. He's still looking for something that's a prize that's in his future. He wants to move forward. This is what the Israelites did when they made a calf at Mount Sinai. They, they were looking to their past instead of their future. Have you ever asked the question, why a calf? Why did they make a calf to be their God? Because they've been seeing their God, right? They've been seeing a pillar of fire. They've been seeing a pillar of cloud. They've been seeing thunder and lightning on the mountain. And of all things that they decide to make to represent their God, they make a calf. Why? Because at this point, they haven't seen their God. And the God they're choosing is the God of Egypt, the God Apis which is a bull. That's what they know. That's what they had in the past. So let's go worship what we had in the past. 
They didn't take the gold and erect things that would represent the future. They went for the past. Why? And I just want you to hear this, maybe make a note, maybe grab a hold of it. They were looking to their past to define their future. Oh, this is so dangerous. So dangerous to look to your past to define your future. You cannot let your past define your future, good or bad. Otherwise, you're not going into your future. You're dragging your past with you wherever you go. Let me give you an example. You ever notice in Proverbs 18:28? this is going to sound really odd, that he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And it didn't say he who finds a woman finds a wife. Why? Because just because you're a woman doesn't mean you're a wife. And a woman who still wants to live in her past and party and date around is not a good wife. So he said, if you find a wife, you found a good thing. Conversely, this is absolutely true. Uh, because ladies, you want to find a husband, not a man. Okay, because most men are still boys that want to play with their friends and their toys, and they don't want to be a husband. Mm. And they want to stay in their past. Why? Because that's where somebody else took care of them. And if you're not careful, single ladies, you will become their mother. Why? Because they want to hold on to their past where they don't have any responsibilities and somebody else enslaved them. We're not talking about dating, okay, but it might look good at first. But once you realize that person is past-minded and not future-minded, you will end up with all the junk of their past. And it's typically hidden at first. But when it comes out, it's ugly. It's ugly. That's the word. Take the, take the L out. It's just ugly. It's ugly. It's ugly. Have you ever seen these commercials on TV that say, hey, buy this cream and it will take care of all the splotches on your skin? It'll take care of all the splotches on your skin. Oh, and by the way, it can cause diarrhea, nosebleeds, heart attacks, cancer, or even death. Seriously? I'd rather live with the blotches than the cancer. Oh, man. It might look good at first, but listen to me. There's a lot of bull that comes with it. And bull is your These are the things from the past that draw our attention away from the plan of the future that God has for us because we're dragging our past into his plan for our future and the two don't work together. If you stay with the bull, you remain in the desert. If you stay with the bull, you cannot move forward. If you stay with the bull, you will not see what God has for you in the future. If you stay with the bull, you will stay in bondage. And if you stay with the bull, you will die without the promise of God. Let's go back to Exodus 32. Let's find out why they looked to their past. Why did they think it was important to go into the past and bring the bull into the future? 
Now, when the people saw that Moses was delayed in coming down from the mountain, the people assembled about, assembled about Aaron and said to him, come and make us a God that'll go before us. Watch. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we don't know what's become of him. The maximum amount of time he's been gone is 40 days. If, the, if this was on day 39, he was coming back tomorrow, 30 days, and they've already decided we need a new plan. Why did they bring back the bull of their past? Because they didn't get their answer quickly enough. Because they became impatient, because they needed someone to tell them now what was going to happen, and it's been a month. Listen, the bull never gives you a future. He just takes you to your past. Exodus 32, 2 and 4. Don't miss this. Aaron said, tear off the gold rings off the ears of your wives and your sons and your daughters and bring them to me. Then all the people tore off the gold rings that were in their ears and they brought them to Aaron. And he took it from their hand and he fashioned a graving tool and he made a molten calf. And he said, this is your God, O Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. This bull, listen to me, this bull is an indication of what you want to go back to. Because old ways are familiar, because old ways are comfortable, because old ways don't stretch you, because old ways don't force you to learn something new. The bull is an indication that you have not let go of your old identity. Have you ever met any married people still acting single? How about religious people trying to earn God's grace? How about cold, stiff, frozen, chosen Christians who have no living God in their life? How about people who are bound by tradition and can't explain why they have no peace and joy in their current life? How about people that can't move beyond a past ministry because they want it back? How about people who need church to be the way church used to be because it was easier? See, the bull is actually an indication that you don't want to see the future. So who are you going to be in Christ? What's up ahead for your future? Because see, he brought you here because it's part of where he's taking you to. Do you want to go back? Or do you want to stay here and keep moving forward? I want you to watch what happened next. And this is where we're going to get into a little bit of work. After this whole failed golden calf, this whole bull thing, after that whole incident was over, they build a tabernacle so God can come and dwell among them. And God gives them further instruction. And I want you to listen to this instruction. It's in Leviticus 1, 1 through 5. Then the Lord called to Moses, and he spoke to him from the tent of the meeting, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, When any man of you brings an offering to the Lord, you will bring your offering of animals from the herd or of the flock. In his offering is burnt... 
If his offering is a burnt offering from the herd, he shall offer it a male without defect. He shall offer it at the doorway of the tent of meeting that he may be accepted before the Lord. He shall lay his hands on the head of the burnt offering that it might be accepted for him to make atonement on his half. Please don't miss verse five. He shall slay the young bull before the Lord. And Aaron's sons and priests shall offer up the blood and sprinkle the blood around the altar that is on the doorway and the tent of meeting. I don't know if you're hearing, but I think it's interesting that what he said is, you got to slay the bull before me. I think he's reminding them of their desert experience. See, God, is, God and the bull cannot go coexist. The bull, the past, has to die. The bull must be slain before the Lord. Isn't it interesting that God says, I want the bull to be slain before me? Isn't it interesting that God says, you must slay the bull in my presence? Isn't it interesting that God wants to witness you slaying the bull? Isn't it interesting that God says a key to leaving your past is you slaying that bull in front of me because you cannot move into your destiny until you leave your history. So what's your bull? What's your bull? What in the past are you holding on to? What is keeping you from moving forward because you keep looking back to the way it was? What is keeping, what is giving you comfort but is actually enslaving you because you can't let it go? Listen, it's time to slay your bull before the Lord. This is what I want you to do tonight. This is the working part of this. What's keeping you from moving forward? What's keeping you from moving into the things that you know God has for you? What are you holding on to? What thing from your past have you not let go? What thing are you still looking back toward? And I'm talking about things like pornography, yes, but I'm also talking about the ministry you had in the past that you want it back and you want it revived and you won't let it go so we can give you something new. Maybe it's relationship. Maybe it's someone you're still bitter at and he's waiting for you to slay that bitter bull in front of him so that he can bless you going forward. Maybe it's a failure you had in your past Maybe all you can think is, I can't try again because I failed the last time. They failed at the mountain. 3,000 of them died because of it. And then he said, slay the bull in front of me. Slay the bull in front of me. Get rid of your failure in front of me. Get rid of your past in front of me. Whatever's holding you back, whatever bitterness is holding you back, whatever unforgiveness is holding you back, whatever memory you're trying to recreate that's keeping you from seeing the new vision he has for you because you're still stuck in the old vision trying to wonder why it isn't coming back. It's not coming back. It has to die. Listen, God has amazing things ahead of you, things the eye has not seen and the ear has not heard, but the Spirit will release to you that will be marvelous, amazing, and new, and you'll wonder, why did it take me so long to give up the past so that I could move into that? I have no idea, God. I think that's the most exciting thing about my life is I have no idea what God has next for me. 
And the beauty of it is he doesn't tell me and it's till it's time to move. And then you find out we're doing that? How cool is that? I'm completely unprepared for that. So now I have to trust in you completely because I didn't know we were gonna be doing that. And then you get to watch him work in front of you. Man, there's stuff in the past that's just not worth it. It's bull. It's bull. So this is what I wanna do. I'm gonna ask Brenda to put a little music on. And we're just gonna create an altar before the Lord right here. And I'm gonna invite you to prophetically come to the altar and lay that thing in front of the Lord. Maybe you need to spend some time talking to him about it because it's going to take a little bit for you to get rid of it. Or maybe you just need to come up here and symbolically put it on the floor and say, done with that, walking away, that's bull, it's got to die, I got to move forward. I think every one of us has something that we just need to let go of. Why? Because God has plans and they cannot be thwarted but you can't take the bull and God into your destiny. So Father God, even in this moment, whatever it is, Holy Spirit, just bring it to our attention. Just say, hey, go put this at the altar. Go put this before the Lord. Hey, that's bull and you need to get it out of your life. You need to be done with it. Just go up there and put it down and walk away. Come and meet with me and lay that thing out there and sacrifice it to me. Tell me you're done with it. Tell me you're rid of it. Repent for having held on to it. But you're walking out of here and the enemy is dead and you are free. And the past is released and you are free to move forward. And I have plans for you that you don't even know that give me such great joy because you finally let go of your past so I can release the blessing of the destiny I have for you. Come on, I'm gonna encourage you to just get out of your seat. Just come down before the Lord and say, here it is, Lord, it's yours. I'm done with this. I'm done with this. This is my bull, but now I wanna slay it before you. This is you and God, folks, you and God. Not gonna ask you what it is. Not gonna look for testimonies. Just gonna know that God is pleased when you slay the bull in front of him. Father, right now in this moment, you know what we brought. You know what we're laying before you. And we ask you to know that we don't want it to hold us back anymore. That we want its enslavement over us released. 
We want to slay it before you so when we leave here, it is dead and gone. Not holding on to it anymore, but recognizing when this is done, I have the freedom to receive your destiny. Holy Spirit, I ask you to work right now. Bring it to their mind. What do they need to let go of? What do they need to release? What needs to be slain before you? Is it doubt? Is it pride? Is it unworthiness? Is it the mistakes of the past? Is it the things I used to worship in idolatry? The things I put before you, Lord, the things I worshiped instead of you, we slay them tonight. We slay them before you, Lord. We are drawing a line in the sand and saying, in this moment, I'm letting go of the past and I'm ready for the plans that you have. I don't want the watermelons and the leeks and the onions and the glory of the past. I don't want the acclaim and the appreciation of the past. I don't want the things that I used to think were important. I want it drowned and dead so that I can be set free. Free to march toward the promises you have for me. Free to go to the destinies that you have. Free to begin hearing of the plans that you have made for me. Free to recognize that I don't have to know, I just have to trust. I have to trust that you have made plans for me. That you know things I don't know and you're excited about them. And I'm ready to begin getting excited about them. Holy Spirit, I ask you now to begin releasing destinies. Begin building excitement. Begin welling up in our soul anticipation for where we're going and what's next. That there are ministries, there are giftings, there is fruit that's going to be produced like it never has been before in our life because we're slaying the bull tonight. We're done tonight. We commit that it is finished and over and we're leaving it here. Done with it. Done with it. Done with it. It was never worthy of our worship. 
never worthy of our worship. It is the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. Why? Because repentance gives him joy. Why? Because he wants to see you groveling? No. Because he's excited about what he can do now that the repentance is complete. He's excited that he can begin releasing to you. It gives him joy to say, finally, now, now I can begin showing you. Now I can give you great anticipation. Now I can train you up. Now I can get you ready. Now I can release things to you that I've always wanted to release to you. Giftings that I wanted you to have that I know you're going to be using. I've got them now ready to release to you. The obstacles are out of the way. The idolatry of your past has been slain. Now we're talking about the future. Now we're talking about the plans that I have made for you, prosper you, to give you a joy and a hope. What's ahead is so much better than what was behind. Oh, they gave up onions and leeks, but they got milk and honey. Come on. Come on. Father God, I thank you tonight that we could get this concept about just laying it in front of you and letting the past and the bull be slain. That now, God, we could go march toward the promises that you have, the promised land, the victories over the enemy, the land of milk and honey, the ministries. I ask you to release them right now. Release them right now in the spiritual realm. Release them in the timeless places. Release them to be set up, to be received at the appointed time. God, your people love you. They are dedicated to you fully. They want no idolatry and no holding on to the past. They want to see the destiny you have. They want to be released into the things that you have. Touch them, Lord. Touch each one of them right now. Touch them and say, well done. Touch them and say, I have plans for you. Touch them and say, you have brought great joy to me tonight. Just touch them and say, are you ready? It's time. Let's go. No more at the mountain. It's time to go to the promised land. It's time to move into those things I've always planned for you. Great joy. Great joy. Great joy. Listen to me. Can you receive his forgiveness? Can you receive his forgiveness? Can you let it go and believe that he has? That it's as far as the east is from the west. That it's deep in the sea. That he will remember it no more. He will not bring it to his remembrance. It'll only be brought up if you decide to bring it up. For his perspective, it's done. It's finished. It's over. We're not going to dwell on that anymore. We're going to dwell on the future and the plans that he has for you. God, we receive a father's love a father's forgiveness, a father's joy, a father's excitement, a father's anticipation. We receive the ministries that you have for us, the giftings that you have for us. We know we are released from all of that 
past bull tonight. And we are pulling in the future glory, the new plans, the exciting things, the future that you have planned. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for a cleansing. Thank you for an anticipation. Thank you for an excitement. Thank you for miraculous happenings in our life. You've proven you loved us already. Now we receive everything you have for us out of that love. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, what did you think? Has God been speaking to you about any of these things? We would love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at reviveusnow.com. We're excited that Pastor Todd has released his latest book called Old is the New. The Old Testament is filled with stories that seem amazing on their own, but they also leave questions. If they are history and not part of the new covenant that we have with Christ today, then why do we need these stories at all? What are they for? Could it be that those stories were recorded and saved for us because there is something they can teach us? Could it be that those stories actually help us understand God and the new covenant he has with us? Could it be that somehow those stories guide, teach, and help us understand what God has for us as new covenant believers? And finally, could there be hidden mysteries in these stories that actually give us revelation for today? This new book is available now on Amazon. The podcast is brought to you by Revive Church of Stewart, Florida. You can learn more about us at our website, reviveusnow.com. If you would like to support this ministry, go to our website, reviveusnow.com give. If you live in our area or are planning a visit to our area, we would love to have you join us. We are located at 8851 Southwest Old Kansas Avenue, Stewart, Florida. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not click to subscribe right here on the podcast site of your choice. That way you won't miss any of Pastor Todd's and Revive Church's future podcasts. Thank you for joining us.